in the market for a vehicle? At Rolling Ford in Shell Rock, their priority is providing the best experience possible. Unsurpassed customer satisfaction starts with one of the largest vehicle selections in Northeast Iowa. They're focused on excellence never stops. A multiple recipient of the Ford President's Award, they strive to always do better. The best service, the best selection, and 100% complete satisfaction, that's what you can expect every single time. Rolling Ford, right off Highway 3 in Shell Rock, the destination Ford store where you'll really like how you're treated. Find them online at rollingford.com or call them at 319-885-4540. What is up, Wolverine Nation? Tad Brace here alongside Travis Kiewit for our next episode of DNH Loose Change. Travis, how's it going? Uh, it's going tremendous. I love snow. Oh, it's not. The, it's the best. I'm abs- I'm so done with snow. I, I, we have a friend of ours. She lives out in Arizona, and she's been complaining how it was fifties uh, last week, and. Yeah, I'm done with snow. <laughs> I tell you what, it's, you know, at the beginning of the snow season, I get pretty pumped. I get right. the, the snow blower ready to go. I've got it all ready to rock. About two or three snow blows in, I'm like, all right, I'm absolutely done with this. This is over. Yeah, I just, I, I'm with you. I, I enjoy a little bit of it, but I, I want it to be done. And now it's going to interfere with the spring season because now we have, I don't know, four feet on the ground, whatever it is. And I, yeah, I'm done with it. Did you I, go out and measure? Guesstimation. Just kind of... I bet you're pretty close. Yeah, I put my thumb out there and kind of, you know, use your one eye where you close your dominant eye and, yeah. Kinda. It's all about perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be at least four feet. Yeah, have you done anything else uh, spectacular with your snow days? I know we actually weren't going to do a podcast, but we snuck it in. Anything else you've got going on? Yeah, no. Uh, the past couple days been working. was in New Hartford yesterday until it... it Start snowing, then came back to Dyke and got the rest of my day in, and today did as well, and, and just ready to wrap up, get ready for the weekend, and hopefully we have a good week of school. I know it's going to be absolutely freezing, but uh, I didn't see much snow, so. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited for next week, actually. Monday and Tuesday, my kids are starting speeches in sixth grade, and you know how much kids love to give speeches. Oh, I bet you. <laughs> You probably got people just knocking down your door, and if you do need somebody to come listen, you, I might be you around. You know what? Maybe I'll have to have some of our speakers join us at some point. We we do want to get kids on here in the future. It's right. just a matter of getting uh, the logistics figured out right now. We've got a lot of shared equipment. The goal is to get stuff in both buildings um, so we can have our kids on, and, and hopefully that's very, very soon. Yep, I agree. It'd, it'd be nice to get, get those students on. There's a lot of things that... A lot of celebrations that people need to hear about and, and should be celebrated. So uh, in the coming podcast, I think we'll make it happen. You know, this is kind of a makeshift DNH loose change episode, but I've got to tell you, we have two fantastic interviews for you today. Two people that uh, didn't have to jump in, but they did it, and I'm super excited, and you're going to want to give it a listen because it's super, super good. This is a good episode, guys. Yep, absolutely. We got uh, Kurt Johnson. A custodian here at DNH, he jumps on and and talks quite a bit. And again, a lot of things I never really knew about 
uh, Kurt, you, you get to hear and, and did a great job. And then also uh, sticking, sticking with the wrestling kind of theme, uh, Tony Norton, the head wrestling coach here at DNH, uh, joined us as well uh, right before uh, he was coming into town anyway. So he hopped on the podcast and, and did a great job. And again, stuff I didn't know, I, I learned, and those are always good to know. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and get ready here, and uh, we'll be with you just shortly on DNH Loose Change. everybody tad brace here and we're here with our first interviewer or interviewee of the afternoon we've got kurt johnson joining us here and this guy needs absolutely no introduction he is the man the myth the legend kurt welcome to dnh loose change thank you all right we've got a a few different questions here for you today but why don't you go ahead and start us off how did you end up here at dnh well i uh i was born and raised in uh, new hartford the other half of the campus, uh, <laughs> where all the tough kids come from. Oh, <laughs> uh, married my high school sweetheart, who also was a graduate of New Hartford. Um, lived in the area my whole life. Worked just down the road for a long, long time, and and. Uh, an opportunity came here at the school that I thought maybe was a a nice change of pace, maybe yep. move into retirement type of gig, and uh, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, you can't be looking too far down the road with that. That's that's awesome. Um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting, I never knew that you guys both graduated from New Hartford. Yeah, we. Uh, she was, I guess, my only real girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're in junior high and, little, you know, you have girlfriends, but. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like this skinny little. <laughs> you weren't the big man on campus? No, a little pasty skinned redhead that I thought, man, alive when I get something like that to have a little interest, you should just marry it. That That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I know how that goes. Yep. Um, first year here at DNH. Um, how's it going here? COVID and all that stuff. And, you know, obviously a little different than what you're uh, normally used to for the past few years. Uh, just give us a little rundown on how the, the first year is going for you. Uh, actually, I love it. And I didn't know it any different other than COVID, obviously. So right. um, I... They tell me there's a lot of things that we're doing in addition to what normally has to be done, but uh, I get here at 4.30 in the morning, and I got a routine that (laughs) you just rock and roll, and before you know it, it's time to go home. So, Yeah, um, one of the things that Travis and I have been talking about, uh, we have a lot of people that we want to interview that we consider unsung heroes, and, you know, custodians, uh, nurses, anybody that does uh, 
their job just to keep us moving, we consider unsung heroes and, and you guys have definitely jumped right into that role right off the bat. I mean, you had to get in here with your, your legs moving as fast as you can. I remember the, the school bus story at the beginning of the year, like sprinting up and down the aisles to make sure those bus seats were clean. I, I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I've uh, actually lost 30 pounds since I, I started this job. And, <laughs> and I haven't changed eating habits, uh, nothing. It's just... I really think it's just all the movement and the steps you put in in a day, and you just you keep going. So maybe I need to pick up a side job. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I need to maybe get out of tech. <laughs> I think I've gained thirty pounds since I took the tech job. So, uh, yeah, you're. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when all this COVID stuff goes away. <laughs> you're going to probably have a brand new job here, as far as uh, you know. The routine, like you said, it's you know COVID right now, but hopefully one of these days we get out of it, and then it's uh, onto something new. Yeah, it it hopefully what it does is just frees up, gives you a little extra time to maybe do a little bit better job of cleaning. You yep. know, right now you just there's only so. Yep, and I think the other uh, again uh, thing people forget about is also on a snow day, you know. Uh, custodians are here <laughs> right yeah it doesn't really stop for for some people you know teachers and, and students are at home but uh there are a few uh people that do have to show up to school every day were you here at 4 30 this morning too or uh no i slept until five no <laughs> slacker <laughs> <laughs> but honestly you were kind of them weirdos that you know you said that you, you kind of think god i hope there's a snow day because you know you have this list over here that stuff you'd like to get done but you can't because there's students and children in the way so right. they're gone we got the building to ourselves and you know you get to polish the floors today and do a few things that kind of get pushed aside yep. because you sometimes, just don't have time sometimes you almost get more work done right <laughs> uh you know what let's uh let's swing it here uh you've been involved in the wrestling program for as long as i can remember and i'm sure it goes way way past then um what got you started in the, in the in the wrestling program at Dyke New Hartford to begin with? Oh, boy. Well, Tanner, my oldest son, is 28, I believe, and going to be 29 in April. And I think when he was four, uh, he, I mean, we didn't have a little kids wrestling program. So, and I wanted my kids to wrestle, just our family I mean, I never wrestled personally, but, oh, we've we followed boost goals. And, I mean, we just got – I fell in love with the sport. So I actually started a club – I mean, the Wolverine Wrestling Club. Yep. I mean, I think they'd had one in the past, obviously, but it had gone away. And so I restarted it, and I was involved with that, honestly, until basically this year was – my official, I think, retirement kind of. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome. Pass the baton. So I had uh, um, Tanner go through, Trent go through, and then four years without a dog in the fight, actually. And just have, I just love the sport. I mean, I just. And that's definitely. I mean, you could have stopped when your youngest son, you know, but then you just decided to keep going, and that's just. A testament to you. I mean, your your dedication not only to the sport but to the community as well. And yeah, I, I, and it's one of them sports. Obviously, I don't know. It's kind of like golf. I mean, you can't just 
grab a golf club and go out and right and be good right i mean and it's you gotta get started when your brain absorbs all that fun stuff and you remember how to do things and and i don't know so we did it and then this year uh, i don't know how in the world they 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 reached pretty deep into the barrel to find <laughs> they, they, they snuck and, you in there and uh, convinced me to uh, coach the middle school program here at Dighton Hartford and that's actually my first true I guess like getting paid to like actually getting coach? paid to coach <laughs> wrestling well <laughs> yep I I mean I coached track and field at Dighton Hartford for quite a few years back in the day yep. but uh, this was. And I'm not gonna lie, I have never wrestled. I know everything there is to know about the sport. Right. I can watch a match and tell you what you need to do, what you shouldn't do, all that stuff. But to actually physically show a bunch of moves, I, I, I really, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not very good at it. Oh, I, I think you're selling I, yourself short I a little mean, bit. Yeah, but exactly. I, I have about six things that I can teach. And so I teach them, and and honestly, those six things, if you got very, very good at it, you can win a state title. Yep, absolutely. Like, that's proven. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, why don't we go ahead here and talk junior high wrestling for just a, how many kids you have out right now? Uh, there's 12, Dyke, New Hartford, and five from GR. There might be 13. Well, thirteen counting uh, Lewis Texter, who's he did both this year. Okay, yep. so quarter. So I had him, you know, some of the time. Full time, yeah, sure. Right. Okay, that's cool. Um, are we completely done with the wrestling season, or how much? How much do we have left? Well, yes, <laughs> we were supposed to have a meet yesterday. Yeah, uh-huh. and that was a home meet. Yeah, that was our home meet, and we were supposed to have one today, which would have finaled up, uh, finished up the season. So we actually officially finished wrestling wednesday at practice i guess <laughs> yeah, i don't i'm pretty sure they won't make them up yeah. uh, most generally they don't like a middle school to go beyond high school postseason and sectionals or sure. tomorrow so um that's that's too bad that it ended this way but the season i'm talking to the kids in the hallways they loved it they really did i just got to give you a compliment on that they really enjoyed having you as their coach well thank you they that we i'm not we they showed improvement 100% from the beginning of the year to the end. That's perfect. And, uh, yeah, that's what you want. I mean, that's right. That, that I mean, be that's all you can ask for. Yep. I mean, we're not traditionally a, a wrestling community. We're right. not. Right. And I wish there was a way to change that, but I've tried for <laughs> 20, I don't know, 30 years, and it's, yeah. you just, it, it's tough. So you get a lot of, young men that uh figure out they're not going to make it on the basketball court right and and come out for their first time in middle school and you gotta have pretty thick skin because <laughs> you can be a pretty darn good athlete and get whooped on by somebody that physically looks like you're gonna go out and right and smoke them and this kid's wrestled a lot and next thing you know you're counting the lights and <laughs> right, you're on your back and they come in thinking geez you know and you see you really gotta work on just keeping their spirits up because 
right? You know, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is getting tough. the basics down. I'm sure is challenging. Yep, I always said wrestling is the toughest sport to do in high school and probably college as, as well, just because it's it's you by yourself. Everybody sees you. It's one on one, and you know, again, there's things that you can take away every time, but everybody likes to see that that win. Oh, you know, for sure. See the progression. Yeah, it. Yeah, it, I agree. It's uh, it's brutal. It is. I it's, mean, there's a reason that wrestling matches are only six minutes long right right i mean everybody goes Geez, you know anybody can wrestle for six minutes yeah. i would be willing to bet most people couldn't wrestle right half of that right. i mean if you're not in shape it's and i don't know what it is if you forget to breathe if it's i mean it's just physical <laughs> yep. i mean it's a tough thing not to mention you're trying to get some guy to do something he doesn't want to do, right. and he's trying to get you to do something that you don't want to <laughs> do, and it's just this battle of wills. It's a, yeah, it, it's, it's a different sport for sure. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, we're gonna wrap it up here, um, but before we let you go, Kurt, what is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve in life or in my job? Just uh, it could be. I, I don't know if you want to say job because this is going to go out to okay. uh, quite a few people. But uh, whatever you want, just oh, in general, is there something that kind of that just gets my something that pees you off a little bit? I know I definitely have one. Honestly, we're going to stick with the athletic side. Lack of effort. Oh, that's a great one. Okay, lack that is of a great one. effort is uh i don't know if it's a pet peeve it's just it's something that everybody can control absolutely and say. when they choose not to control it that just gets me yeah uh, that is a fantastic I, I like that's a good answer that's a so uh, it's a lot better than than uh mine i'm a little <laughs> well i want to hear yours first this time my my pet peeve are drivers that do not use blinkers i it drives me nuts and it's coming ev from a every, bus driver. Well, and so that's where I'm going is every day we drive T55 and we get going to New Hartford and we get to that stop sign before you get on Highway 57 and we've got traffic coming at us and you've got the curve. And I, I've got some people that are putting on blinkers, even though they're staying on 57, to show me that they're turning, even though they're not turning, they're staying on that road. I've got other people that give us no blinkers, but yet end up going straight. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I, I don't know what car car manufacturers how they can make it any simpler. I don't know maybe if you just a blink a left eye or blink a right <laughs> eye, but for some reason people just can't go that extra three inches, you know, and, and help somebody out. And that, yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve. Oh, mine is way worse than I mean. Mine is nothing compared to what you guys. Have. When people leave time left on the microwave, that just drives me nuts. Like, <laughs> like there's there's 12 seconds left, and they just take it out of the microwave, and then they leave it there. They don't clean out yeah, the clock. I I, I want to be able to see what time it is just by looking across the room really quickly. Nope, there's there's I'm 12 not seconds sure left. How many microwaves he uses? But I think this is going out to one person in particular. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you better hope this is. Uh, this is actually my old college roommates oh, right now. Okay. If you're there listening you go. So right this now. This is not uh, related to the home setting or no. the school setting? Is that what you're saying? Well, this could be the school setting, yeah. too, I uh -oh. guess. The teacher's on. Yeah, you guys listen to me. Uh -oh. <laughs> teachers are on call. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Thank you for joining us for, for another episode me. of Loose Change.
People's Savings Bank, more than just a bank to Dyke New Hartford schools. Not only do they have great services such as bill pay, online banking, insurance services, and mobile connect, but they are also a big supporter of Dyke New Hartford schools. One way the community and bank work together is with the Wolverine Pride debit card from People's Savings Bank. The bank donates six cents for every swipe over ten dollars. It's that easy. Go shopping, swipe your PSB School Pride debit card, and support Dyke New Hartford Schools. Contact People's Savings Bank and Dyke for more information. Member FDIC. All right, everybody, we are here with interview number two, Mr. Kiewit and myself, and we have Tony Norton joining us in the booth this afternoon. Tony, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me today. No problem. Just coming off a, a birthday as well, so happy birthday, belated birthday. Well, thank you. 29? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. my, bir- my daughter just had a birthday, too, so February must be the month, man. February is the best month out of the entire year. Oh, absolutely. Our, without okay. question. Well, I, I like July myself. A couple big birthdays, postseason, winter sports. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that transition from winter to spring, Just yeah, February's got it. Yeah, it's got like uh, negative degree weather all the time. Yeah, it's the blast. Okay, Anyways. okay look for the one the one fault <laughs> out of the entire month. Hey, I Jeez. like my days off. All right, Tony, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started here. How did you get involved at DNH? Good question. Um, well, I've actually got married to Angie in 2004, I believe it was, and I was teaching at Iowa Falls at the time. And uh, quite a drive, so kind of started a plan at Dyke. I don't even know how many times, and then got hired here ten years ago. Ten years? Okay. I yeah. didn't. I thought you'd been here a little bit longer than that. I didn't know it was ten. Well, I lived here for sixteen, and like I said, I drove back and forth. I guess for six, and I would have guessed more than ten as well if I had to put a number on it. I don't know if that's good or bad. <clears throat> well, you've. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> either you can, yeah, yeah, wear out know. the welcome, or it's All it's right. a blessing in disguise. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was ten years now, so. Good. Goes fast. Awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about your job here at Dyke New Hartford. First of all, you are the fourth grade teacher here in Dyke Elementary. What are you guys doing nowadays? Yeah, I'm one of the fourth grade teachers. Obviously, I teach with uh, Mrs. Hensley and Mrs. Folkerts. I think we got a pretty strong team. Um, so I teach literacy to my homeroom kids, like all three of us do. And then I teach um, math to all three sections. And then Mrs. Folkerts teaches science, and Mrs. Hensley teaches social studies. So Kids get a little variety, get to see some different teachers, and, you know, I kind of like math. I'm all reading also, but math's kind of my, my forte, so I get to teach three sections of that. Just finished up um, big old fractions unit, so the kids love those fractions. Well, and I could have used you, uh, your math skills, because uh, we're here in the uh, palatious new studio, and we have some curtains we put up, some soundproof curtains, and uh, Kurt Johnson helped me out put those up and we came up short and I realized that I did not count one of the walls. Oh yeah. So yeah, so here I thought we only needed thirty two feet and we actually needed like forty four or something. So came up a little bit short, but then that's that's my math skills kicking in. So that's how that goes. <laughs> a couple questions here before uh, we move on. Uh, here at, at uh, DNH always fourth grade. Um, and then second question is 
what did you do at Iowa Falls? What did you teach there as far as coming over here? Has it always just been elementary? Has it been? Yep, always been elementary. Um, in Iowa Falls, I taught 10 years. I taught third grade. Okay. So a lot of math, again, with basic facts, you know, just trying to get them going. And then I actually got hired. Um, Mrs. Watson and Mrs. Boyke were in on the interview with Mr. Texter, and um, I got hired as a third grade teacher. I did that for, for oh, just, wow. yeah, just one year. And then this is my ninth year now of a fourth grade. Okay. And you've always enjoyed teaching elementary. Like, has it just been your calling as elementary or? Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess I graduated college and was kind of out in the business world. And um, even prior to that, though, I always liked working with kids. I kind of helped out back in my hometown with, with youth wrestling, with baseball, and you know, softball and, and, and whatnot. And uh, the business world, I mean, I it wasn't really my passion, I guess you could say. So went back to went back to college and got my education degree, and that's where I started. I was in the business world too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know as far as elementary teachers, a male is, you know, a lot of schools like to have them, but they're hard to come by. Um, benefits. I mean, do you see uh, you know something different as far as you know being a male in, in an elementary setting? I, I like I said, I haven't worked with a whole lot of them. Um, you know, Mr. Peters and Mr. Meester, kind of right now, kind of work in the elementary. And, um, but, yeah, I, I, I would say there's probably some benefits. I think, you know, it seems like there's more and more split homes. So I, I don't know. Hopefully I can get some of those kids that are maybe missing that male figure in their life. Sure. And, and uh, I've, I've got to tell you, uh, every single year we're, we're talking to our kids in junior high about, you know, things that they've enjoyed about school. It's usually early on in the year. Every single year, I'll have a kid that tells me they lost a bet to you and, ha- oh, yeah. and had to do push-ups on the table, and then they <laughs> had to lose a pop. So oh, whatever yeah. this push-up bet is, uh, keep it going because the kids, they love it. It's That's awesome good. to hear about Do you want to try it right now, Tad? You want to try the, the I don't want to make Tony feel bad about himself today. So. <laughs> they do like that kind of stuff, so that's good. That and silent ball. That's always a big game, too. When oh, we still play that in sixth grade. Don't oh, kid heck yourself. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I know that you guys do every year, and, and last year, obviously, uh, COVID wreaked havoc on everything, is the uh, fourth grade camp out. Yeah. Um, how'd that all get started, and, and what's the what's the theory behind uh, the camp out there? Um, well, it all got started, I don't even know how many years it's been now. Uh, Mrs. Urbanic and uh, Mrs. Brown kind of started it and said, hey, what do you guys think? Kind of the end of the year, kind of a reward. Um, I believe Mrs. Urbanic used to teach sixth grade, and they used to go to Eldora camping. Oh, wow. And um, it just kind of has evolved from there. Um, I was like, yeah. And, and and Mrs. Brown, she kind of ran with it, and Mrs. Urbanic had all these wonderful ideas like she always does, and just kind of started putting things in place. And uh, in the first couple of years, <laughs> um, it got a little rough. It got a little little sketchy in the middle of the night with some thunderstorms and, and whatnot. Had to pull the, all the kids inside. It was kind of crazy, but uh, the kids have always have a blast. We know we go fishing out to the lake. Um, we got a pretty good schedule now with Mrs. Folkerts and Mrs. Hensley. Kind of how things go. Um, you know, do some campfire stuff. Do a talent show, which the kids like. Um, you <laughs> grill hot dogs, right? Grill marshmallows and. What, what's the prognosis for this spring? Has there been any talk yet about it? Wait and see. That's kind of where we're at. We actually just talked about it the other day with uh, with Linda and Nicole, and, and you know what are we thinking? Um, I guess the last time 
we had, which was two years ago now, I think we had to, I don't think the kids got to spend the night. So I think we got out of school early for heat. Okay. And, and they let us have it still, um, bring them back in like at four. And I got to do most everything except for sleep here. Um, and that one, that actually worked out pretty well also. Sure. Um, so I don't know if that's what we'll end up having to do this year, if we can do anything. All right. Um, but we'll kind of, hopefully we can get them to spend the night here. That's cool. I mean, all the different activities you guys involve the kids in, and uh, you dedicate a lot of your personal time to that. So uh, we applaud you for all that. It's fun. The kids, I say, I think that's a, that's a highlight of the year. So keep working at it. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so you've been involved in not only teaching here, you are also a coach. Um, let's start, though, with jun- uh, junior high. Right now you are the junior high softball coach, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay. How long you been doing it? I think this will be my fifth year, um, if I remember right. Trying to count back, but yeah, I think it's five. Five so. years. All right. Uh, have you enjoyed it? I love it. Man, it's fun. <laughs> um, you know, those kids, you know, some of them are pretty good softball players, and some of them um, don't know a lot about softball, but, you know, just their, just their attitudes and their big smiles, and they usually don't care if they win or lose. They're just there to have fun and, and get better at the game. So, um, that's the thing. You're keeping those kids active, and you're giving them a chance to interact with their teammates, and I think that's hugely important, especially nowadays. Yeah, I do too. And like I said, it's it's, it's fun. So, very good. Well, not too long. We'll have to be getting ready for a season coming yeah, up. Yeah, usually about the middle of May. But before we can worry about junior high softball, you got kind of a busy schedule going on right now, right? That's right. A little wrestling. So that's always good. Is it wrestling or wrestling? Depends. Depends who you talk to, where you're from. Oklahoma, down south, I think it's wrestling. Is that what it is, is, is where you're from and not yeah. how tough you are? Or, you know, if you're really tough, it's wrestling. But if you're, you're just wrestling. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I, I hear, like I said, down south more, it's, it's wrestling. But up here, us northerners, you know, we like to call it <laughs> wrestling. So. Wrestling? Nice. <laughs> well, you got to have a little accent to it, you know. You got uh, meat tomorrow. Big meat tomorrow. Big meat tomorrow here. And uh, so give us, uh, coming into it, obviously we've missed a couple days here with snow. Um, How's that affect the guys? And, you know, what what does tomorrow look like? Well, um, missing days obviously never helps. But, you know, at this point in the season, we're really not going over a whole lot of new technique, just trying to polish up the stuff we already have. So just uh, might be good for their bodies to get a little rest that's kind of what that's the approach that we're trying to take anyway you know get their minds cleared and yep and you know all those little bruises and bumps healed up um so going forward um kind of in the same boat as everybody so it is what it is but tomorrow yeah we got postseason starting um sectionals tournament and in, in iowa falls um you got iowa falls and ap rolling story webster city Hampton, Dumont, and us. So six teams there. Top two advance the district tournament the following weekend in New Hampton. And the top two from there qualify for the state tournament down in Des Moines. So that'll be good. Yeah, it'll have to be good. Time to let her fly now. That, that's right. If you're, <laughs> yeah, they're holding nothing back now. No. How, how long have you been the head wrestling coach here at Dyke New Hartford? Uh, this is actually my 10th year. So Okay, so right when you started. Right when I, well, actually not right when I started. When I got hired, I was just going to volunteer for a year. And then uh, Josh Henriksen, if you remember him, he's an old D&H grad. He was the administrator at um, NU High in Cedar Falls. And 
Um, they were in some some trouble financially, I think, or or whatever. They ended up closing, um, but he gave. They just kept putting more and more on him. So he actually resigned like in October, and asked if I would would do it. And then Mr. Parker and was approved by the board, I guess. So that's kind of how that all evolved. <laughs> off you, because you you're a wrestling coach, head wrestling coach at Iowa Falls, correct? Yeah, I think this is my 23rd year as a head wrestling coach overall. Yeah. So three years in Clarksville, and ten years in Iowa Falls, and now ten years here. So, so you've mat. been on the mat a few times. Been around the block once or twice. <laughs> so is wrestling a, like a family thing that you've done ever since you were a little kid? Your whole family's been involved in wrestling, or oh, I hear this story all the time from my mom and dad. Um, I was a pretty shy kid, and didn't really have a lot of friends. We you know, lived out in the country. Sounds like Travis. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of yeah, what yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> so they uh, talking to me wanted me to be a little more outgoing and. Signing me up for the wrestling, it wasn't the YMCA, but like Parks and Rec Wrestling in, in Waverly. And this kind of evolved from there, actually. Um, did that, you know, kind of like little kids wrestling once or twice a week and went to a couple tournaments. And, you know, they, they still make fun of me because I was too scared to show my legs. So I used to wear my jeans. So they always said. <laughs> That's an advantage, I think. Yeah. You makes, knew what you were doing. Makes me look real tough in my... My Wranglers, I suppose, huh? Now, now the bigger question, were you wearing a belt with it? I, I don't know about that. I guess I didn't ask <laughs> that braided, question. Like one of those braided ones <laughs> right, back right. in the day. Just a rope. Go get somebody and just <laughs> get a little scratch in there or a little... Kind of like the all-star wrestler used to wear those jeans. Remember that? Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah something like that. Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm surprised that didn't catch on. I was a pretty burly little second and third grader, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sure I was quite intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the jeans guy again. Oh, man, this is going to be easy pin. How long is this one going to take? <laughs> Should try to bring, maybe bring that back. Yeah, maybe. Like yeah, one, maybe of your, one of your one uh, of your matches out there, have everybody wear jeans for warm ups or something. Like a banquet, to, maybe like a throwback. Yeah, yeah. That might, that End of the year banquet. Idea. Tony comes out. He's got his singlet on and his jeans over top. <laughs> I think. That, I think that'd be a pretty good. That would, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I might get a few chuckles. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, that's kind of how it all started. And then uh, my little brother, um, you know, we'd go to all these tournaments all over, and then. Pretty soon there's a couple of kids from our hometown that were, were traveling, and pretty soon there's you know six, eight of us that are going all over. And by the time we got to junior high and high school, we had we'd gotten a lot better, and then it was fun. Cool, very cool. That's a good story. I like that. Yeah, that is. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, that's that's a history lesson for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. All right, we'll uh, finish up this. Uh, interview here with uh, Mr. Tony Norton. We know you're a connoisseur sometimes of um, various uh, foods. Uh, you make one heck of a pickled egg. I know oh, that yeah. for certain. That's uh, That takes you and uh, Jeff Reinecke. Yeah, Jeff kind of got him started on those back too. You know, I think that's kind of a Clarksville thing, those pickled eggs. Yeah. You know, they got them sitting all over and... Oh. I don't know why you try one, but once you try them, they're actually pretty when tasty. You made me, that when, is true. When you made me try one, one of the first times I was ever around you, I, yeah. I didn't know if you were like making fun of me and trying to make me get sick or what, and I tried it, and it was delicious. Yeah, they actually are pretty good, but they don't sound good. They don't, they don't look they don't, good. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like a green eggs and ham kind of, you know, if you've ever seen that Dr. Seuss oh, yeah. and you see that, that egg, that's kind of what it looks like, and you just got to kind of put it out of your mind, and but... Close your eyes. Delicious. Uh-huh. Very good. And you've gotten into the jerky business. 
gotten into the jerky business. Yeah, that's pretty fun. He uh, makes some mean jerky. I know you brought up a truck ton to a football game one Friday night, and that bag was gone in no time. <laughs> that thing <laughs> working was, up there. That, that was fun too. Yeah. So you may have to open up your own business if you know teaching doesn't pan out, or if you want a little a side job, or little. We'll have to come up with a name for your business. I know something. Yeah. Besides it's, Tony's pickled eggs and jerky. Yeah, I don't know. So I think it's time for a random question of yep. the day. Yep, let's do it. All okay, nice. this is one that we're, we're pretty excited about here. So, Tony, what is one food that you were totally disgusted by, but you had to eat it because you were trying to be polite? Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of a – I don't like to broaden my horizons very much <laughs> when it comes to trying food. I'm pretty much uh, – I don't eat chicken. Um, so, you know, my family always teases me, teases me about that. Um, a lot of foods, actually, I, I, a lot of meat I don't really like. But I would say that uh, the one that's kind of popping through my head, I remember um, Terry Moody, he, he brought me over. He was so proud. He, he, he got a, a snapping turtle and had fried some up and wanted me to try it. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> And uh, I, he gave me a little little bite of it, a little nugget of it, and I tried it, and I think I'd rather have chewed on my belt. It tasted uh. about the same. <laughs> and yeah. I was chewing on it, and I thought I was going to, you know, hurl. And uh, <laughs> finally I kind of put it inside of my mouth and told him to look over the other direction, and as he did, I spit it out in my hand and kind of flipped it over to my, do- to my dog. <laughs> and the dog kind of looked at it like, I'm not eating that. But he, but he did. He ate it. So uh, he, he's he a good sport. Have, he must have been a good sport. He must have been hungry or something. I'm not sure. But um, So that was one food that I, I tried that I, that I didn't particularly care for at all. Um, but like I said, he was pretty proud that he got that turtle and wanted me to try it. Now he fried it up. and uh, Yeah. Not for me. I, I'm, no. I'm with you. I wouldn't even have tried it. I would have just, I, I probably would have made them mad. But. I know. Growing up, uh, we had to have the old liver oh, once yeah. a year, and I, I had to eat it. it. wasn't a choice, and you know I tried to be as nice as I could about it, and I would use like a gallon of ketchup, and yeah. I just did everything I could to. I, I just did not like liver at all. No, I don't. That I'm was with, rough. Yeah. Really rough. I, I remember one time we. Uh, it wasn't at my parents' house. I can't remember where I was at, but. I think it was my aunt and uncles, and they had cow tongue. And I was like, yo, yo, you got to try it. It's so tender. And I was like, uh, hard pass. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pass. <laughs> I'll start. Thanks anyway. I'm full. <laughs> right. I just ate. Dad, what do you got? Anything over uh, there that's. Uh... Nothing too crazy, but uh, my family used to run a game feed, my grandpa and grandma and independence. And every year they would bring in different things, uh, like totally. Um, out there. Uh, they had bear and they had all kinds of different things, but someone brought smoked salmon and oh. I, tr- and I know a lot of people love it. I, it was terrible. I just <laughs> am not a smoked salmon guy, I guess. Uh, no, but the, they did have snapping turtle there as well. I couldn't bring myself to eat it. So good for you for at least giving it a shot. Yeah. A couple nibbles, but uh, that's yeah. Yep. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I need to start <laughs> thinking of something positive, like Pablo's or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tony. Um, we appreciate you coming in today on this lovely snow day. Oh, you bet. Uh, you bet. Good luck tomorrow. Yep. Good luck, Tony. 
we well, hope that you. the rest of the season goes well. Yeah, me too. It's crunch time now. So, all right, fun. take it easy. That's going to wrap up our interviews for this episode of DNH Loose Change. Um, but before we do go, I want to give a quick shout out to a few people um, that I know personally. And this is called the first pitch. If you've ever been to a baseball game, you know that they have a, an, honor, an honorary first pitch, someone that's done a great job or a, a good deed, and they kind of honor that person by allowing them to throw out the first pitch of a baseball or softball game. Um, this one is going to go out to... All of the people, the last few days, we've had blizzard-like conditions all over um, the state of Iowa. And I know a few people personally that have been affected by this, but also dedicated a lot of their time that went out there, plowed roads. Uh, they were responding to calls left and right, uh, my father-in-law being one of them. So I want to definitely give a big shout-out to those people. Um, you guys are awesome. You don't get thanked enough for the job that you do. Uh, and and we at Wolverine Nation and DNH Loose Change appreciate everything about that. Yep, <clears throat> absolutely, Tad. It's kind of amazing, you know. You kind of take for granted, you know, stuff getting done, or people complain about, oh, the roads aren't good enough, and but yet nobody's ever been in those shoes or has done that before. And again, uh, these guys are the stuff they do. And even yesterday or two days ago, coming back from school there at New Hartford on the shuttle bus it, stuff was already you know drifting over but yet the plows were already out taking care of things trying to keep everything up and running and doing the best they can and then like you said blizzard conditions and they're still out there trying to keep things open because people still want to try to go somewhere and the job just seems like it just never ends and again very appreciative of everybody out there that uh, takes care of everybody else that needs to get somewhere you know you kind of forget about that a little bit so again appreciate everybody working hard out there in the plows and keeping uh, america rocking yeah you guys are the best and that is our first first pitch thank you guys we are going to wrap up dnh loose change Thank you.